This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, it's Spook Eve, and Seth Macy is joining Greetings. us here. Death Macy or Seth Stranding. <laughs> Any of these, I think, are, are, will work. I like Seth Stranding a lot, actually. That's pretty good. Did you just well, come up really with good. it? Just right now. Oh, you said Death Macy, so I'm not well, Death Macy's my Twitter name. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I came up with it, though. <laughs> right. Uh, welcome back, Seth. This is your first time in our new studio here. Yeah, it's so. exciting. How, what do you think? I love it. It's, okay, it's beautiful and modern. That's good. All right, we've got a great show for you this week. Is it actually Spooky Eve? No, we have one more episode before uh, Game no. Spook. No, we're doing it next it. week. No, but it goes up the next week, the next week after Well, it's Spook Eve for us. It's Spooky Eve Eve. There's nobody else here. Anyway, we got a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, the Analog Pocket, which was just announced, the Game Boy to end all Game Boys. We're going to talk about some horror games. But first, we've received some gifts from uh, one of our listeners here. Harry S. sent us a package with this skeleton that you see in front of you. And if you're just listening to uh, to this podcast at home, there's a a tiny skeleton sitting on our desk in front of us. He's officially the butt-first skeleton. He's pointed butt-first at us. That's true. And he's holding the manual to Ghosts and Goblins on NES, which inexplicably features Captain Commando (laughs) on the cover (laughs) for no reason whatsoever. I was so excited to see that Ghosts and Goblins manual, and Damon was like, you've owned that for years. Yeah, it's always been on Sam's desk. You're like, oh, man, where did you find that? Who sent us that Ghosts and Goblins? Thank you We we were rifling through the... (laughs) NES carts on your desk and found it. Uh, Harry sent a note with the skeleton. It says, be careful. This will pull your hair up, but not out. Love the show. He also sent this bag, this five pound bag of gummy worms. Pure money. And hear it. The worms are their money. Yeah. 
the bones for their dollars. Another note says, I heard they said they wanted something spooky. Just be careful because the worms are their money and they've never seen so much food as this. <laughs> There's half as much food underground as this. <laughs> Big fan of the show. Thanks for the weekly entertainment. Thank you, what Harry S. Life. Uh, this skeleton will be joining us on the desk for the remainder of the month of October. Awesome. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's just like part of <laughs> It's just like February. <laughs> it's a skeleton here for no reason. If you have no idea what we've been talking about, go to Netflix, watch I Think You Should Leave, skip to episode five. You don't need to watch the other ones. Uh, there's, there's just a sketch yeah. comedy show. And then skip to the Johnny Cash parody episode about the 10-minute mark. I've told yep. many people yep, to yep, do yep. this now. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but would you believe these aren't the only gifts that we received recently? I, would you believe... Well, you I wouldn't show me any others, I don't believe so it. I don't That's believe why. It. The other one, though, came with no note. Oh. Ooh. Mystery gift. We received a mystery gift. It's this box behind me. Is it game manuals? Oh. It is. It is a giant bag of glow-in-the-dark candy bars. Whoa. <laughs> 150 <laughs> pieces. This was sent to GameScoop at IGN with no note. But sometimes you drunk order this stuff. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to GameScoop. <laughs> so I, this one, we don't know who's from, but you, thank you. think you. the actual chocolate glows or just the wrappers? Oh, you can really it says taste miniature wrappers. Glow in the dark miniature wrappers. Mm. <gasps> Which would be a good name for a wrapper. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name for children. Uh, so, Justin, we'll see who has the most popular candy bowl on their desk now. Because none of your candy glows in the dark. What the hell? We don't work in the dark. Well, sometimes if you feel guilty about eating candy, you want to go to a dark room and eat it by yourself. Oh, boy. And that is all the scoops we have this week. All right. Moving on. The analog pocket. Uh, very cool handheld uh, new device that plays all Game Boy games, and plus there's an adapter to play other classic handheld games from Game Gear, Lynx, Neo Geo, Pocket Color. It's from the guys that brought you the analog NT, the Super NT, the Mega SG. SG, SG. yeah. I think so. So these guys make fantastic recreations of classic consoles that don't use emulation. Uh, that means it's not like a RetroPie. You have to actually supply your own cartridges, but it's the best way to play classic games on these systems today without emulation. Yeah. It's yeah. like basically it thinks it's a Super Nintendo when it's when it's built the right so way. Dumb. Like it's, it's so dumb. So dumb. It doesn't know. It's definitely not using any any kind of emulation. But they also like hook up really easily to TVs and stuff. And so that's yeah. why I'm excited this has that cradle because it, 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 it has it, a dock. It has a dock just like a, like a switch and it's just like plug and play to put your Game Boy games on TV. Hmm. So you um, just answered one of my questions, which is the whole point of the analog is that it's hard to hook up these consoles to modern televisions, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas the analog has HDMI out, like, yep. it, you know, like removes those barriers. But with a handheld, you don't have the, like, like, why should I buy this instead of just buying, like, a Game Boy Advance SP to play? Yeah, because you games. still have a thing with screens that plays your old game. Yeah. It also has a super high resolution, like, and by the way, like, I'm not 1440p. Like, I'm honestly asking what, like, what? No, it has well, an incredibly high resolution screen. So, that's, like, so it's a nicer screen. Oh, it's an amazing, yeah. probably, the, I mean, the best screen of any handheld device yeah. ever. ever. Yeah. What about uh, the Switch? What about the iPad? No. What about yeah, my well, iPhone 11? I don't know about the iPad or that phone, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like a dedicated I gaming understand. device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is better than the Switch, I think. Um, and it also plays uh, not just Game Boy games, not just Game Boy Advance games. Mm. Play See, the game thing games. is, when you it's play this, it's well. like you're in the game. Yeah. Got it. You can feel it. Is it is the screen backlit? I, uh, yeah. That's an upgrade from Game Boy, right? But there's plenty of things that play Game Boy with nice backlit screens, so you're right. <clears> um that, that, you know, you might not need this if you have a really nice uh, Game Boy or DS Lite. 
I just like there's a lot of this. And a lot of other people out there are probably going to amass a bunch of Atari Lynx games. I do want one. Like, I'm not trying to be critical of it. Like, I have a massive pile of Game Boy and Game Boy Color and GBA carts. And I have those Game Boy Advances in my house somewhere, but uh, I haven't seen one in years. So uh, The Game Boy Advance library is, like, it's one amazing. of the most important, yeah. untapped, like, amazing libraries of all time. It's, it's, it's Super Nintendo quality mm-hmm. at a bigger library yeah. by threefold. Yeah. It's got advanced. Well, there's a lot of shovelware on there. You know, you probably it's don't want to play. Good. You don't want to play ninety percent of those games. What about X versus Sever? <clears throat> um, yeah, probably not that one. I think we get that for twenty questions sometimes. Um, anyway, I think this is very cool. It's coming next year. Two hundred dollars. Some people are balking at that Ooh. price. <laughs> Some people are balking at that price. Does it come with the adapters? Uh, I think I'm not sure if it comes with the adapters or not. And it does not come with the dock. The yeah. dock is sold separately. Right. Your parents help you hook it up. <laughs> I think it looks really cool. I like the, I like the, in the same way, oh crap, what's the name of the thing with the crank? Playdate. The Playdate. The Playdate. It's yeah, got a I similar, brought that up too. Yeah. It's got a similar vibe to it and it just feels, uh, this is very uh, unscientific, but just, I'm drawn to the industrial design of it. Mm, and that's yeah. like very intangible. I agree. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Even the dock is beautiful too. I like the, the setup of it. Uh, the libraries of games available for these systems is like, the, the shovelware is cheap for them, but like the games that are good are really expensive. So that's mm. another barrier to entry. Like if you want to get the Oracle games or you know, the Castlevanias those, or those whatever. the like, Capcom like, made Legend of Zelda games. Yeah, or Metroid Zero Mission. Like I know those are like, <clears throat> they're, 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 not, they're not $5 games anymore. They're $20 games or more than that. And that's unfortunate, but um, they're really good games. They're, it's also very easy to emulate those on many other things that have bright screens. So I don't know how this will do, but it's for a specific audience like the yeah. other analog things. And uh, for me, like I love having Super Nintendo and Nintendo hooked up to my TV anytime. I don't have a bunch of systems hooked up, just those and my new systems. Hmm. And I think this would fit really nicely between yeah. those. It's interesting that I'll play these other consoles like Game Gear, Lynx, Neo Geo, Pocket Color. But if they are, if that if those adapters are sold separately, and if you have, if you need individual adapters for each one, you have to. Yeah, they're so know. different from each. other. I don't know how popular those would be. Anybody here own a Lynx? No, no. Lynx. I have. Uh, my dream, like, get is that Marlboro branded that Atari exists. Lynx. It's a cigarette Lynx. It's yeah. a. It was uh Yeah, you'd save all your your points <laughs> from the packs of cigarettes, yeah. and you would cash it in for this Marlboro branded Adventure Team Atari wow. Lynx. And they made a game, uh, Marlboro peak Go. Human Creation. It, it really. It's beautiful. It's it's cherry red, candy red. Yeah. It's very enticing Marlboro to smokers red. and not, definitely not children. <laughs> And they made a game, uh, like a motocross game, just for it. And it's actually a pretty decent game. It just says, you know, Marlboro every Yikes. Never seconds. come on the show again without that. <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed back in the office? Yeah. How, how, how does one, is this like a collector's item or is it? Yeah, I there think there's only like one. Like one you're yeah. just making it worse. <laughs> only one person smoked enough to get that Lynx? Yeah. <laughs> right. I could have done it. He was the Marlboro oh. man. Yeah, well... <laughs> That's how you I don't even think I can finish one cigarette, but I could have done it for this. <laughs> Would have been worth it. Um, also, the Lynx has like a widescreen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how that mm. will look in this case. I guess the Game Boy Advance did too. So maybe I'm excited it. about um, like, you know, Neo Geo Pocket, like the opportunity to collect some of that game library and get some of those carts. I never yeah. owned one. There was really interesting, quirky games in that game library that may have been, I'm not positive this is true. I think that console is the first time we saw like Final Fantasy 1 get remade, which has now been remade several times, but like interesting versions. I think that's Wonder Swan. 
Oh, I might um, think no, of Wonder Swan, which would have been really but cool. Maybe, but there's a pocket fighter. Wonder Swan. Yeah, you're right. I am thinking <laughs> of Wonder Swan. Um, there was a. Uh, I looked at you know the list of games for all these systems, and the links, the entire system is just arcade ports and games that were also on the NES. Like, <laughs> well, it's such a weird era for that. I don't know about that because there's stuff like Chips Challenge that was not on NES. Well, uh, sorry, I should say PC games from PC that era. PC games, too, but it's yeah. just it's just ports. Yeah, everything. It's also pretty. Uh, it's like a seventy games. It's like a pretty small game library. Yeah, California games is on it though. California oh, games, hell yeah. Is Lemmings is on every system that this thing plays, except <laughs> except for Neo Geo Pocket Color. Yeah. So my challenge to you out there: make Lemmings for Neo Geo Pocket Color already. <laughs> can you can you help out with this? Yeah. We need to play Lemmings on every system. I wonder what game is on the most systems. Hmm. <laughs> Lemmings has got to be up there. Tetris. But, yeah, there's yeah. games like Tetris, which are like are on yeah, like, so I, many phones. I guess we have to define the rules of like, no, we don't. We can just move <laughs> on with the show. But like, <laughs> like not a version of Tetris. Like a single game. Oh, a okay. single game appears on the most consoles. I'll look it up. I don't know. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, maybe. It's a good question. We'll look it up. All right, let's move on. Uh, we have, we finally know the, uh, the launch day for Google Stadia, the streaming console. I know people are very skeptical about this, understandably so. Um, but we now know it's it's going to begin on November 19th. And that means, uh, we'll finally figure find out if this streaming system actually works. Why did you use the word begin in that way? What do you mean? I don't know. Like you wouldn't say the PlayStation 5 begins November 2020. Because it's like a, it's more of a service than, uh, okay. It's not a console launch. It's a service launch, yeah. right? Um, but what's interesting to me is that even though we know the launch date, we do not know the launch day game library. Yeah. Mm. They have not announced that. There is no official launch day game library for Google Stadia. There are two confirmed games, Destiny 2 and Red Dead 2, but that's it. Yeah. What about, isn't Borderlands 3? It's coming. We don't know if it'll be available on day one. Ah, Assassin's okay. You found that don't those know. are the two launch games. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they've, already, they've announced like Assassin's Creed Odyssey is coming, but they haven't confirmed whether or not these games will be available on launch day. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, they launched the game list is the most important thing for me for Stadia I mean, for, for any, any system. System, right? And like I know you guys had a big conversation about PS5 last week. I listened to the show, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was thinking the whole time like I'm I. It's weird that they're rolling out specs and stuff like that, and, and people are interested in that, and that's great. But like, it really matters to me what I'm going to be playing on the system every time. And I can't wait to find out what games are in the system. But for Stadia, there's also no killer app that I'm aware of yeah. that is going to uh, yeah. turn me over I mean, to it because it doesn't have like an exclusive. I mean, app. I think Google's in like real not trouble, but like it doesn't matter how amazing and like breathtaking and jaw dropping the service is if there's not games to play on it. Like the games make the service, the games make the hardware always. Hmm. Um, and that seems to be maybe it's not a missing component. We just don't know. Maybe. In two weeks, I mean, know, sure, they're going to say here's the forty launch game. Sure, but so far it doesn't. They don't seem to have grokked that part of it. If they do confirm those forty launch games, and it's stuff like Borderlands Three and Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, it would be that would be a pretty solid launch lineup for a console or a service. Yeah, you know? yeah. Did you guys see the reporting we did on? Uh, like how Stadia plans to fix lag and stuff like that going. Yeah, they had a negative. Yeah, they had a weird latency. It was going to have negative. Yeah, it was time travel. It's Spidey sense basically. Uh, But yeah, like the way I would describe it is that they want to to eventually be able to push to you every single thing you could do with your controller as an option, and so you when you instantly choose it, it already can go that direction. So it's basically like a choose your own adventure 
uh, each time. So you're downloading basically every single eventual outcome that you could make. So it could have you instantly make it. Yeah. That is like an insane future technology thing. This sounds really interesting, but it's, it's so yeah. future. And it's like, you can do that right now off of a, off of a disc <laughs> the next 10 years. But, uh, it's just it, like the, the, the idea of that computing power is really cool to me, actually. Like, I think it's like, I'm not, I'm skeptical that it's something that will happen in our lifetime. Input prediction <laughs> but, uh, is really cool. It's really cool. Are you skeptical that Google Stadia will work in our lifetime? I mean, you already know my skepticism on that, but I want them to, to have a chance. And like, obviously I want to see what happens. I, you were saying something about how um, we'll see if it works. Like hmm. we honestly won't see if it works unless they stick with it for two years and get it to yeah, work. That's true. I think it's going to be like a beta test for a long time. But it's okay because Google always sticks with its products. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Well, <laughs> Google my- Plus was around for... Five years or something. After That's my we biggest concern is it. like Google has a history more so than almost any other big tech or gaming company yeah, just of just stuff. a band killing stuff. Even if it's, it's not like, working. Yeah. Even if it is working. Remember Google Reader? I loved Google oh, Reader. Yeah, Google Reader was great. One day it was just like gone. <laughs> yeah. They just, they just sort of abandoned, semi-abandoned their Daydream VR platform. Um, Remember, they're an ad company. That's that's where they make their money. So if, if this if they can't figure out how to make ad revenue off of a service, they're gonna they're gonna kill it. So that that's what worries me. Like I think Stadia, I remain a little bit more bullish and excited about it than many people that I know. But I, I am a little worried that like if it's not you know ramping rapidly hmm. in twelve months, that like that company's willingness to just kill things, as you say, yeah. is like very well known. And you know contrast that with uh, something like Microsoft or like. Man, it took Xbox a long time, like a decade. A generation. Until, yeah. And they console generation. You know, they doubled down and stuck with it and sort of recognized the potential there. And it's like And then <laughs> Well but even so, like I don't think I think Xbox as a business is like not I think it, they've lost this think, console war, but like but monetarily, I think they're doing all right. I think, yeah. Even if they're in a distant second place, yeah. like they're financially yeah. doing okay. Um, all right. Uh, Google Stadia is launching on November 19th. We shall see. I think I'm the only one here who actually pre-ordered uh, the Founders Edition. So. Oh, what color? Yeah, I definitely get? didn't. Uh, I think it just... Wasabi? I think, I think it was like night blue was the one that... Oh, the okay. only color you got with the Founders Edition. Oh. You're passing? Did yeah, you? I don't. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Call it morbid curiosity. Speaking of morbid... <laughs> who can forget... Monster Party? The Torture Chamber from Splatterhouse. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Jake from Indianapolis did. Hey, Jake. He's got a simple question. Is Bioshock a horror game? He can elaborate. Last week, I bought the Bioshock collection. Having never played any of them before, hearing how great they were, I was eager to start my journey to Rapture. I'm about five hours in and can confidently say I am enjoying my time with it. It is one of the more stylized games I think I've played. My question is, do people consider Bioshock to fit in the horror game genre? I couldn't help but feel like the game's creepy. Mm. Horror 50s art style makes it a perfect horror game to play around. Halloween, keep up the good work for my ear holes. (laughs) Damon, what's the difference between a thriller and a horror? Uh, I don't, I I wouldn't expect a thriller to have any sort of like supernatural element to it but horror doesn't have to either but it usually does what about like slasher movies i mean michael myers and uh jason Voorhees are absolutely supernatural creatures that cannot be killed sure and those are horror movies yeah for sure so i i I, I don't think give me an example of of a thriller 
in your mind. Well, I was going to give this as an example oh, okay. of a thriller. I actually think it, I think there's a lot of horror elements. There's like scary moments. Thrillers are sometimes associated with murder in a detective genre. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it'd yeah. be like a, in, in literature, it'd be like, you know, uh, the classic detective novel could be considered a thriller. I think it has to do, and this is doubly true in games, with the power of the protagonist and how mm-hmm. powerful you are mm-hmm. and how powerful you feel in the game and your ability to, you know, fight back and push back against, you know, the stuff that's being shoved in your face like bioshock yeah it's a horrifying game you're in a really spooky place all the stuff with cohen what's his name uh the uh you know the guy that wears the mask it's that whole section of the game it's yeah it's just been a long time since i played like like, would you kindly move on (laughs) so all that stuff like super spooky right but i don't think it's the same as a horror game where Mm. it's really playing a lot with uh you know your never have enough resources to do what you need to do. You're afraid and you're forced to run away through, you know, game mechanics or interactive story Mm. events. Whereas like, you know, you have an ability to sort of like, uh, you know, bulldoze through everything that's in your path in Bioshock. So that's true. That removes the, um, that's why I wouldn't put it in the horror game category. That makes sense. I don't think it's spooky enough. Yeah. Lacks spookiness. Spider webs for sure (laughs) need to be in there. There's no spiders down there, man. No it's spiders. a perfect society. Yeah. <laughs> Who brought the spiders? That'd be the worst case scenario. This was a spider-free place until Terrence brought spiders. <laughs> Thanks, Terrence. That's the guy in the mask, by the way. Ah. That's what Justin was talking about. No. Um, uh, All right. Sorry, Jake Sander, from Indianapolis. Sander Cohen. That was his name. There you go. Nailed it. Um, what are you? What are you apologizing for? That we we've rescinded his ability to call Bioshock a horror game. I think he can call it whatever he wants to call it. Well, but I don't are have you to sure he call that? it a fantasy so game? He can be yeah, wrong. He can call it a fantasy I think game. It's, it is a fantastical world. It's yeah. like this cool emerald city that's underwater, right? Yeah. That's a classic fantasy. Everyone's just having a good time. Madden's a role playing game because <laughs> you're playing the role of a. Of <laughs> that's a true. Did star. you call it an esport? <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. Things are getting out of hand. Let's move on. Ooh. Is this a different torture chamber? That was Splatterhouse 2. <laughs> this is Caesar Terran in Smithtown, New York. He wants to know if we've ever regretted a console purchase. Mm. Says, I love the show. I've been watching for the last few years. I've been playing video games since the late 70s, so you can take a guess Dang. at my age. Anyway, I really felt what Tina had to say last week about when to buy a new console. From my experience, I did not want to buy a Vita until I saw Uncharted Golden Abyss was only available on it. That forced my hand. I'm a huge Uncharted fan, but in retrospect, Vita was a bad purchase. Mm. So my question to the team, have you made a bad console purchase decision due to one game you loved? Mm. Good question. I made the worst one ever. Well, here we go. When I was, uh, what, what year did the Genesis come out? Like 89. 89, yeah. and then Sonic was out in 91, I think, right? Yep. So in 1991, I finally realized that there was a game I wanted more than anything in the world, no Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, 1991 was a pretty good year for the NES still, Mm. okay? And so there, I was living in Phoenix as a kid. And you're still getting Mega Man 4? Yeah, there's still stuff coming out, you know, and the Super Nintendo was was kind of out by then too, and I didn't, I didn't really, wasn't really into it for some reason. I really wanted Sonic. That's all that mattered. And, uh, you know, the, the marketing worked on me perfectly. So I went with uh, my dad to the first used game store that ever existed, probably in Phoenix, like way deep Phoenix, not where I lived. I lived in Scottsdale. And uh, I went there and we took all of my games, and, like a big box of them, like NES games with the boxes because I was like, you know, a collector kid and stuff. And uh, sold my NES and all my games and got Sonic and Genesis out of the box used. And wow. I took it home and it was great. 
they gave me just enough for that. Uh, right. Okay. This is all the NES games. And my dad yeah. is like, and what I store, bought what, what all these games for like whatever, 50 or 70 bucks. What store was it? It was some, it wasn't know, maybe like if you know, or... it was called like a game store on Greenway in Phoenix. I don't know what it was called. It's called games and stuff, you know, hmm. and it might've been called that actually. <laughs> Golf and stuff was nearby. Um, <clears throat> so then, so the, you know, that was the first time where it was like the sticker shock of looking at the, it's not a sticker shock, but receipt shock. It was like, they gave me 50 cents for like so many of those yeah. great NES games, like great yeah. ones. And then my dad, I remember him saying like, why did they give you seven bucks for Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> so even at that time, they knew like that game was like yeah. more valuable to resell and they wanted to like pull in copies of it, but like totally screwed by a game store as a little kid. Yeah. Play Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. I totally regretted getting a Genesis. I, <laughs> I played uh, like I bought five now, games for the Genesis its entire lifetime. The rental stores never had anything good. But you know, you don't like uh, having bear any ill will to the Sega Genesis today, do you? I hate it so much. Okay. <laughs> I think the Sega Genesis was a great console. No, it, yeah. it's cool. I just I became I liked slider. it more. Yeah, out of volumes. You know, once I got a Super Nintendo, I was like, holy crap, there's so many more games I wanted to play. Just because it's no Super know. Nintendo. That's it wasn't sure. marketed towards me, like all the sports games early on and stuff. Like, I didn't yeah. care about that. So it was tough. Seth, how about you? Does the, regretted uh, a console purchase. Does the PlayStation Classic count? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think I, a lot of people regret that. I bought Did you that. Did you review for, it? No, I bought that for $25 yeah. and I still, still regret, regret it. it. I played it once and I was like, mmm, no. No, I would rather hook but, up my original what do you mean you PlayStation. You got it for $25. It was on sale. Oh, yeah, they, Brag, he runs the deals stuff. <laughs> By the way, IGN deals on Twitter. Yeah. Like, follow and... Uh, it's mostly Seth. Most, it's mostly me. I got it for but, 25 bucks. Well, you the know, thing I is... I find you it for maybe half that. What was even more regrettable was about a week later, Amazon had it for nineteen ninety nine. There you go. So Which I paid... Is, it's not about the $5. It's just about the... Just the audacity of... <laughs> <laughs> right. How much do you think they are now? They're they're hovering around twenty nine dollars. They're not worth. I still cannot recommend anybody. Buy. And they launched for what like a hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. That yeah. thing. Are you was. serious? Ninety nine dollars when that came out. Yeah, wow. And I had they're a pre order, and oh. then I canceled my pre order when wow. you know it, all the news came out about it. Actually, another console that I regretted was I always wanted a Sega Saturn. Yeah. I finally bought one like three years ago. Was very excited. Hooked it up. Played Virtual Fighter, and I said, "Wow, I've wasted my time and my money." Mm-hmm. I packed it back up and it sat on my shelf. And uh, wait, Virtual up- Fighter, the only game you played? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, I don't want to play Sega Saturn ever. All the, like the games that you like, want to yeah, play are super expensive. Yeah, yeah the, the importing yeah. scene was around, but it's like it wasn't like everywhere. And people know a lot more about good Saturn games now than we did in the time. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to play Sega Saturn did games you have a 32X? now. 32X? No, I did not. Have I bought that and regretted it. What about a Virtual Boy? <laughs> I I <laughs> wanted a Virtual Boy. I bought worse that and regretted anything. It. Wow. I don't yeah. think I, I don't think I have like I, the worst console I owned was probably the Sega CD, but I was too dumb at the time <laughs> to regret it. I'm like, I was gonna say, so I bought that, but I like it. Yeah, it's like and those games are bad, but like I didn't know they were bad then. Mm-hmm. Like Sewer Shark, you know, it's, I was so blown away by just seeing like human beings in my video game. Yep. <laughs> Three, six, nine. <laughs> yeah, they, your rat breath, throw, your dog meat for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I ever really regretted a console purchase. The Dreamcast is the one that I bought and probably used the least, but I bought it used up from a friend, so I, I couldn't have paid yeah. much for it. So. so this is an argument that like I've defended the Xbox One I think last week I was talking about how I liked that console and didn't mind buying it. But like You definitely weren't I listened. Um okay, maybe it was two weeks ago. <laughs> but uh uh that console I don't know that I've played 
very many exclusives on it. Like mm. I've sort of fallen off the Gears of War franchise. I've sort of fallen off the Halo franchise. So yeah. it's like maybe could have skipped that one. But even so, like the multi-platform games I played on it, you know, they ran yeah, great. Even like even the Wii U, when I think about it, I have really good memories oh, of yeah. playing. I loved uh, Wind Waker HD and uh, <laughs> Super Mario World. Wait, Super Mario Land 3D? Super, yep, Super, Mario, Super Mario 3D, 3D Land. World. World. <laughs> right? Yeah, you got there. Right? You got there. Super Mario 3D World. NES Remix, the first. Uh, oh, Mario man, I forgot all about that. Yeah. Oh, such a good game. NES Remix 1 and 2 not coming back on the Switch remains. It just it makes me angry every time. I forget about it, and then it pops into my head, and then I get <laughs> mad. Heck? <laughs> yeah. I regret buying a Kinect. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. There you go. Jeez. That was a foolish move. And then the Xbox One, the original model, I would just wish I would have been able to upgrade faster. I'm actually an Xbox first person. I play everything on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. I really like the 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 new Xbox. Mm-hmm. You guys were talking about this last week. It's just yeah. on my mind. I no, just wanted I to get that out there. I know. I tend you to be... You just said we didn't talk about it last week. No, you didn't talk about liking Xbox One. Everybody <laughs> talked about how much they like the PlayStation. <laughs> it, is, it is true. I tend to be a little negative on Xbox, but I know a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners like their Xbox. And Sorry, I don't mean to... Uh, Oh, it's, I don't mean to be too negative towards it. Uh, let's move on. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is Martin. Hey, Martin. From the UK. Ooh. Land. Is, was this Splatterhouse 3? Nope. Still Splatterhouse 2. Ah. Uh, and first of all, before we get to this question, Martin also suggested a 20 questions game that is being rejected. Ooh. He suggested the game. Can I guess it? Yeah, I guess it. What system? 
I don't know. I've no, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I've never um, heard of this game. Uh, Fire and Ice for NES. No. UN oh, Squadron. That wasn't it. Uh, Earthworm. UN no, Squadron is closer. It was called Dropship United Peace Force. Yeah. yeah. Seth would have got that. No, I wouldn't have, actually. <laughs> I, I wish I could. We've lie. never heard of I this would. game. Nope. We can't do games we've never heard of. Say the name again. I'm going to look up what it was for. Dropship United Peace Force. This is what people, let's just. Or th- Dropship. Oh, you know, it was probably oh. one of those Spectrum ZX games. Maybe. Let, let's play on the explicitly spe- that when you're picking a 20 questions game, you're trying to pick something that you think we have a plausible opportunity exactly. of actually winning. Yeah. It's not, like, not if, super obvious. If you were just a PlayStation to win. 2 game. A PlayStation a 2 3D game? 3D PlayStation 2 game about. A dropship, uh, uniting <laughs> peace. Good. If oh, you good. were just trying to win every single time, you'd just pick stuff like yeah. United Peace Force. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Martin has a, does have a question. He says, uh, with the news that the PS5 and probably the Scarlet will allow you to install only the parts of a game you want to play, mm. campaign, campaign or multiplayer, in order to save space on the console, would the next logical step, and frankly, a more consumer-friendly step, not be to just allow people to purchase the part of the game they want to play in Ooh. the first place? I mean, if you think about Call of Duty, for the obvious example, I don't play the multiplayer, have no real interest in online multiplayer in general, and I'm reluctant to pay $60 to play a campaign that will, in all likelihood, be a half-baked afterthought. I understand this will be difficult in physical retail stores, but certainly digitally it must be possible. I'd much rather have the option to pay 20 to $30 for the part of the game I actually want to play. I know the answer will be that the companies would rather force people to pay full price for everything, but in a world where developers are making a fortune on microtransactions, I think it would be refreshing to do something a bit kinder to consumers' wallets. Didn't the, uh, didn't the last Call of Duty do that? Last Call of Duty had no... Campaign. No, no, no. I mean, they, they came out with like a $30 version that dropped, I think, zombie mode. And so it was just multiplayer and blackout. Did you dream that? No, I did not dream <laughs> that. The last Call of Duty Black Ops 4 just didn't have a campaign. It didn't have a campaign, but it had a zombie mode. Mm. It had blackout, which is its battle royale. And it had, of course, multiplayer. And after, I don't know, two months, they came out with a version that dropped one of the modes mm. that was like twenty nine ninety nine. You could mm. buy it. Just that. If you didn't want the zombie mode, which I so never played it, anyway. It cost twenty nine ninety nine. How much did you pay for it? How much did I pay for it? <laughs> what, uh, di- what, what kind of deal did you get? What kind of deal did I get? I, uh, I believe I got that game for free, but I don't remember <laughs> <All right>. how. <laughs> um, uh, hit up Seth if you want that game for free. It's <laughs> at Death Macy. Death Macy on Twitter. Twitter. Or Seth Stranding. Yep. He answers to both. <laughs> um, so yeah, of course that's, this sounds like it would be a, a better option for the player, but I have a hard time imagining, uh, publishers yeah, no, providing right. that service. But Martin touched on something important, which is that a tremendous amount of revenue that game developers make comes from microtransactions now mm-hmm. and DLC and people that are in your game, getting them to spend a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's like the whole crux of free to play games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, we're going to get a million people to download our game and then sell them skins. So Maybe in that sense, reducing the price of entry from $60 to $20 or something less. Yeah. And then you have I mean, the opportunity to have more customers and, you know, earn back that, that lost upfront revenue in, in microtransaction revenue. Like, yeah, there may actually be a business case there. But I wonder if the reality is that games with separate, that include both a campaign and a separate multiplayer mode are just a little bit outdated now. Yeah. Like what, besides Call of Duty and like, Rockstar games with their campaign in their online mode. Like what else is really even doing that anymore? That's a really good point, Damon. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Justin. I wanted to uh, reserve some time in this conversation to read the end of the review for dropship peace, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, on IGN. Dropship you, uh, United Peace Force or dropship up. Yeah. Uh, we gave it a 7.9. Wow. That's good. Uh, it's pretty good. This 
author. Uh, Start almost great. starts with a band phrase on IGN.com. I'm going to start there. Band Drop Schiff is a jack of all trades, master of none. Never say that. Band B A N N. Yeah, but what are, what thought, are fans thought, of the genre going to think of it? <laughs> exactly. We don't. We don't. Tr- we try to avoid those. Uh, it could be a little something for everyone. It's a real mixed bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, uh, "I would forewarn gamers that dropship takes a good amount of time to master. It also brings the enemy AI hard at times." I don't know what that means. Uh, making the game challenging and sometimes frustrating. It's not a casual ho-hum game by any means. Still, I would definitely recommend it to hardcore gamers because it's an atypical title that really unlike anything else on the, that's really unlike anything else in the, in the PS2 market. Definitely rent this or perhaps buy it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a new idea for a feature. Uh, top top 10 games we recommend for hardcore gamers. <laughs> that you can rent or buy. That you can rent or buy. <laughs> or, don't, or don't play. Yeah. Yeah. That's what well, that's the, the whole last paragraph is just like, how do I end this? Oh, just the same way I've ended every review I've ever written. <laughs> that was so many words. I don't know anything about the game. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it has good AI. Okay, let's do one more yeah, email. AI guy is hard. Let's do one more email before we uh, do 20 questions. This is Justin Moore in Imperial, Missouri. The pitch bend is really good at the end. <laughs> uh, do you all have any snacks that you enjoy eating while gaming? For some reason, if I plan on putting some long hours into a game, I always seem to be eating animal crackers. <laughs> Don't know why. Hmm. They're so whimsical. Well, good thing we have five pounds of gummy oh, yeah. worms. Black Forest, so juicy, so good. Do you know uh, gummies are actually Hashtag the spookiest dessert because they're made from beef tallow? What now? Gummies are the spookiest dessert because they're made of from but I don't tallow. know what that is. Beef tallow is uh, when uh, you know they've slaughtered all the animals and they've taken everything that's useful. So they take the bones and they grind well, them down. Hmm. So they're uh, like hot dogs. They're just like hot dogs that you that have fruit juice in them. They're not vegan. No, they're extremely not vegan. <laughs> but there are versions of gummy snacks that are vegan, mm. and they're terrible. Mm. Mm. They're not as anyway, gummy. I think Swedish fish, for example, are not a gummy snack that are really. Vegan. Because they're not chewy. They don't have that jelly. They're delicious, though. I don't they're remember the good. question. Uh, any <laughs> snacks you like to enjoy while gaming? Well, it's got, like, if anyone's play, like, if you're playing, like, an RPG, mm. how are people, like, snacking when they're playing, like, action games? Yeah. Well, in between, in between when it's Cut loading scenes. or you're going to the next level or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like in the to, lobby. I don't like to set my controller down if the game's unpaused. I have to pause the game. Well, I agree. I, I would agree. my character that. stand there. I, I was like, um, you know how games tap into the same uh, like brain responses that gambling does and that uh, winning in sports does and some other things. Uh, it, they, they give you this kind of an endorphin high. Oh, when yeah. You do things that like when you beat something. So in, in, in if you, it, I find that thi- that thing sends me to the kitchen to get a snack. And so I've had to fight that. I don't do that. Wow. Like I like I, I always want to like go up and get so like I'll get like you know a, a sparkling water or something mm. like that, or else you, get, you would get too snacky. That really happens though. I'm always like, wow, that took a lot. I got to take a break. But my break brings me into the kitchen and I get all snacky. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't eat. You don't feel that way when I'm playing games. Uh, well, uh, I do like to have a snack while I play a game. It's called a hazy IPA. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite gaming. Do you guys snack. remember when you're kids and like I, I have. a distinct memories of playing NES at a friend's house and they would have like um, uh, sour cream and onion Lay's oh, yeah. chips, like mm-hmm. the greasiest possible. Oh, yeah. The no. whole bag would be in front of us. We'd have the controllers and we'd just be like, yeah. you know, greasing those controllers up the whole the time. controllers are disgusting for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't need anything that gets your hands dirty. The I, it I'm depends on what, if I'm playing with console, I don't really care. Mm. If I'm playing with my PC, I won't eat. Mm. But when I'm playing console, give me a bowl of hot and spicy cheese. It's every time. <laughs> Every Jesus, time, every time. Mm. Those are 
Those are very snackalicious. They are top tier snacks. I don't. I think Damon and I are opposite in this way. Like a quirk about me that people might not know is that I don't like to drink alcohol and play video games mm. at all. Mm. And like since that's my primary hobby, I think it legitimately. Like I think if I didn't play games, I'd probably drink twice as much beer <laughs> as I drink in my life. Because I don't like if I have by the end of one, I can feel it in my like in my performance mm. in the mm. game. And like, I just don't, I don't like that feeling. I don't have anything against drinking, but I just don't sure. like to mix the two. What you do is you have the razor game fuel right <laughs> after the beer. Yeah. It balances your right Flushes out. it right out. Yeah. <laughs> I would drink for like playing party games with friends or playing arcade games or playing pinball or like things yeah. that are social games. But like if I'm playing just, you know, any game by myself, I'm not going to do that. I just get bored. Like it's when I'm, when I'm drinking alcohol, the video games make me bored. Hmm. Like I don't want, I'm, I'm bored with this. Yeah. I think literally anything you could do in life is more fun if you're having a drink. It probably is. Driving. <laughs> well, I mean... No, Damon! I'm not that saying, was a setup. I'm, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm not saying anybody should do it. I'm saying it's possible. It could be more fun. I'm leaning know. away from the microphone. <laughs> very bad idea, though. Very, very bad idea. That brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Oh, man. And you guys have a choice to make. Oh. This week, you get to choose if you want to play on normal mode or hard mode. What's the difference? Mm. Cool. Hard mode is better music. Does everyone agree that you want to play video game 20 questions on hard mode? I don't understand what I'm signing up for. There are Will two games. Me? Oh. Yeah, I'll go hard. Yeah, yeah okay. we got two I votes mean, to one. <laughs> last time I was here, I came through on question 20. Really? What yeah, with a, uh, Battleborn. Nice. Battleborn. That was a fun one. I remember that. Okay, we'll play on hard mode. Um, the person who sent it in, their name is in my pocket, so I'll reveal it after the end of the game. Okay. Video game 20 questions. Hard mode. Let the questioning begin. Okay, so it's not music related. That's hard, not good. Hard mode is where Damon just makes it up as he goes along. <laughs> hey, it, it's this, not as hard as Dropship United Peace Force. I think I've cracked the code okay. from listening to the last episode and being part of the last couple. Hmm. Is this game spooky? No. What? Uh, that was a whole. That's all you were choosing. Uh, wow. It's, so it's not a dead game. <laughs> that's not a second. That's not another question. <laughs> What's that space game? The dead game. What was that? <sighs> Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that controversy. <laughs> I'm glad that the commenters were on my side on that. Well, as an outside listener, I could tell that uh, you guys all should have got that a lot earlier. <laughs> we, we got I'm just kidding. No, a win is a win. All right, you know that it's not a spooky game. Is it a console game? Uh, it was available on a console. Mm. So he just gave us two clues. One is that it was the thing he said, and the other is that it's not available anymore on consoles. All right. Is this from before 2000? Yes. This is from before 1990. Was on consoles. Is it before 1990? No. 90s game. 90s Cess will remember. Man. <laughs> See, I'm starting to think it's like, uh, I mean, this isn't a question, but I think I already <laughs> I have an you know idea. What it is? Oh, no, wow. you don't. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. I have, let's I've, go for this. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Let's see where this goes. Let's, <laughs> let's ride this train. Okay. Well, you want to write it down so then we can, you can say you knew what it was? And like, we'll seal it in an envelope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can put it in Damon's pocket with the other stuff he put in his pocket. I don't know why. That's put it in the thing. Pocket. Damon, check no your sense. pocket That's now. A, you can't see Whoa. the answer. The answer is in my pocket. Did you guys know that the yeah. answer is in my pocket every week along with some facts if I need oh, to look so something else? Oh, so that's why we can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, it was on consoles. 90s game. 90s game. Was this on a cartridge? Yes. That's five. Was this on a Genesis cartridge? No. Super Nintendo? Mm, no. Oh, boy. I have no idea now. <laughs> N64, Everything. Game Boy, NES. Yeah. 
Is this for, uh, was this, a, should we go with handheld or 64? It's probably not a 60. I can't imagine a 64 game being a hard mode game. Cause that's like, we dial in on that library pretty quickly, right? Maybe. I don't care. <laughs> is this a Nintendo 64 game? No. Ugh. Is this a handheld game? No. Okay. Is this a Turbo Graphics game? No. Stop it, that Sam. Is, we need to know what console it's on. That is ten. Also, the Turbo Graphics sixteen didn't have cartridges. You wouldn't it call those cards. things cartridges. The cards. I thought it had game cards. Yeah, Q like, cards. No, it has cartridges and cards. Mm-mm. It's a cart. No. It What's the cards. difference? Well, they call them cards. Okay. So what do you? They, the NES called them game packs. Yeah, it's true. Is this an NES game? An NES game? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. I hate you all. Late in Everybody S. sitting here, I hate. Hard Except mode. for this guy. I love this skeleton. This, this skeleton. little skeleton's all right. Our skeleton love son. Skelly boy. Yeah. But first skeleton is great. <laughs> um, Don't ever talk NES to me skeleton in the 90s. Again. That significantly narrows yeah. this. Down. It's probably Wario's Woods. Yeah. That game's spooky, though. <laughs> woods are spooky. Yeah. Woods are inherently spooky. Everyone knows that. You, the establishing shot for every horror movie is just woods. Mm-hmm. Um, not, no. not thrillers though. No. Establishing shot for those is usually like a screaming person on a roller coaster. Yeah. Or like a, like a, I was going to say like an airplane. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Was um, this a, an arcade port? No. <sighs> was this a licensed game? Well, I guess it's not chiller. Was this a licensed game? No. Okay. Mm. Telling you it's Wario's Woods. <laughs> Yoshi's cookie. What was the first couple of questions we asked well, about? Just um, Yoshi. What, uh, it was on consoles. We never talked about developer or anything like that, or no. if it was an exclusive, right? No, no. Was this uh, was this developed? Well, and a lot of the games in the NES era that at that point were ported around to Super Nintendo Genesis. So we already established that they're not on those systems. Was so this just, game made by developed by Nintendo? No. All right, third party NES game, Mega Man Five, nineteen nineties, Mega Man Six. <laughs> Did it have Mega Men or a Mega Man? <laughs> Is this part of a series? Uh, actually, yes, and that is 15. Great. Actually, what does that mean? Part of a series. What do you mean? So, like, it could have, like, a sequel that not a lot of people know about, like, you know, Bubble Bobble. People don't really know about Bubble Bobble Part 2, but Bubble Bobble didn't come out in the 90s. Is it one of those, uh, oh, my God, like, uh, Or it got a sequel. It's like Bionic Commando and got a sequel 25 years later. Yeah, (laughs) that came out in 88. Um... And 1990 is like a, a good year for the NES too, so it could be a whole swath of games. I don't really know. Where yeah, to but go. I can't think of any third-party 1990s part of a series not NES licensed. Games. Not licensed. Oh, there are so many. Could be. There is there like so any many. Adventure Island games that came out? Yeah, that's a pretty good guess. Adventure that, well, again, like all the sequels came out in the 90s. So like, but Adventure Island two and three, maybe just three, and then. Um, yeah, so if I could be, uh, could be. Uh, we could ask if the company's still around because Hudson's not around. It could be Maniac that's, Mansion because Day of the Tentacles is. Now we get, that's spooky, and we get that game like we had it three times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. Uh, is the company still around making games? Yes. Okay, so it's not Sunsoft or Hudson, or, but not uh, made by Nintendo. Not made by Nintendo. That's probably Capcom or Konami. That's what I was going to say. But there's also a bunch of weird little companies from then. American Sammy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. LJN. <laughs> ah, love Louis J. Norman. <laughs> uh, I don't know where to go from here. Three there. questions and a guess. Okay. Three questions. Is this a, uh, we could go with genre or I could just go for companies. Did we ask if it was a sequel? 
No, we asked if it was part of a series. Yeah. And it's I actually, wish I knew if it yes. was a sequel or not, but I don't feel like actually, it's yes. worth asking. Um, do you kill stuff in this game? No. Peaceful game. Weird. But like a puzzle game. Like uh, you, kill, <laughs> you kill them blocks. Though. Uh, how about this? In spite of the title, no, you don't kill anyone. Whoa. Interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> death, <Yeah>. death race. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be something like, um, you know, like with a gotcha or something in the title. Um, or kill or die. or I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. Um, oh, my God. What do I want to do? Wario's Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's not. Was, was this made in Japan? Um, the NES port was handled in Japan. What? So it was a PC game that was ported to yeah. NES. Could be Death Race. <laughs> Did Death Race? Is that in the NES library? Yeah, that was an arcade game, so we already eliminated it. And the weird port is a unlicensed cartridge. It's the same company that did Chiller on the NES. Is it Chiller? <laughs> There's not. A, no, so, that's too spooky. I already yeah, asked that one. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, there is that's that's the spookiest game. I'm thinking it's going to be something like Rampart, but that was an arcade game. What was it? What was like PC games that got ported? Or maybe it wasn't a PC game. I don't know. Was this a PC port? Yes. Okay. So now we get to answer. So that brings us to the I think 20th. I can do this. Lemmings. <laughs> yeah, it could be Lemmings. As a title that makes you Wait, think that you that was on those stuff, other though. systems. So we've eliminated all these other systems. PC port where you where you there's kill, Sid Meier's Pirates. All right, got that. We got Mule. You kill hella people in Pirates. Do you really? Well, you sink ships. Okay. It's implied. <laughs> there's mule. There's. I'm thinking of strategy games. Yeah. Um, there's those. There's. Um, oh boy. We're not going to get this, are we? Probably it's not. hard mode. Are we going to get it? Because it's hard mode. All right. Probably give us some hints. We're not. We give up. We lose. Okay. We lose. Where you but don't kill save, anybody, but the name. Makes okay. You think you would. Released in 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Developed by Electronic Arts. Yeah. But Konami handled the NES port. Ooh. It just sounds like it's like track and field two or something. Is it? Uh, <laughs> it is. Ski or die. Ah. Not skate or die. And I think there was even a skate or die two. And then there's ski or die. It's a part of a series, but no one's no one's dying in the game. Actually, how fun! I've never played it. So die was in the name. It's like a winter game with it. all like extreme sports. Yeah. Wow, that was real dumb. I love it. <laughs> real dumb. That was su- that was suggested by. Uh, who is this by? David from Salt Lake City. You don't need to hide the paper from us. Well, anymore. I just, I, in case you want to try oh. doing normal mode. Oh, no. I, last, wanna, I just want to know what the normal mode was. In the last six minutes. All right, got, David, I look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, Dave from Salt Lake City. You guys want to know what normal mode yeah. would have been? Yeah. Well, give us like uh, one or, hit. Or do you want to just play it. normal mode? Yeah, lightning round. I don't know. Yeah, lightning round, normal mode. We got to go fast. We got yeah, I only get to do this like twice a year. Before 1990? No. Before 2000? No. Before 2008? Yes. Okay. Uh, was this a console exclusive? No. Um, it, was this developed in Japan? No. Did it come to the Xbox 360? Y- no. That's did, six. Did it come to the Xbox One? Yes. Whoa. So is it an is it a, is it an Xbox One? Wait, it, but it came out before 2008. But mm. it came to the Xbox One. Oh wait, no wait, wait. I thought you meant the original Xbox. Oh. Sorry, yeah, I did. Xbox, oh. Xbox, original Xbox. That's so this is an OG Xbox game. Or it was on that. It was probably more popular on PlayStation. But it was multi-platform. Uh, does this game have uh, stealth? Yes. 
I'm is thinking- this game spooky? Yeah. <gasps> is it could it it be grabbed by the ghoulies? <laughs> that was an exclusive. That was an exclusive. Yeah. Uh, well, I was I was thinking Splinter Cell when I said stealth, but that's a, on multiple systems. Well, yeah, but but it's not spooky. It's not spooky. Spooky stealth game. Uh, spooky stealth could be Fatal Frame. Could be. Would you call this a horror game? Uh, it's not. It probably doesn't. Not the first thing that comes to mind, but it it's definitely not has scary like horror elements, and that's ten. So it's got some spookies in it. It's got some stealthies in it, but it's mm-hmm. not like actually like overtly a horror game. Mm-hmm. What is you stealthy? Spooky stealthies on the. I'm OG thinking Xbox. like the. Uh, is it, uh, do you shoot things with a gun? You. I think that's one of one of your options. Mm-hmm. That, but that's not. Uh, that wouldn't be like your primary. Yeah. What was the game where you're setting traps in a dungeon? I don't think that was on the Xbox. Yeah, I have no idea. Was dungeon this on GameCube? Trapper. No. Okay, because that would have narrowed it down immensely for me. Yeah, I'm not going to be... It's hard for me with the PlayStation 2 library being so big. Yeah, same. Wait, I thought this was Xbox. Well, well we it, was multi, it was oh. on Xbox, but it was multi-platform. Oh, so. okay. Spooky. Xbox PC. Stealthy. Not, not this devel- is, and this is the easy mode. This is right. This is normal no, this mode. is normal mode. Yeah. Not normal developed mode. in... Not easy mode is when Damon just tells us. Yeah. That's when I pick. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> Spooky, stealthy... Does it have skeletons in it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's a good question. Could be, we all have a little skeleton. Could be Morrowind. You might leave a skeleton around. But, <laughs> but it's, if you're thinking of like animated skeletons, then Wait. no. Does what this have over-the-top violence? Wait, is this... Yes. Uh, over-the-top violence? What was that uh, That Ghost and Goblins spinoff that they had? I think this could be like Manhunt. No, I'm thinking it's yeah. that one where you played as the guy and it was like a 3D... It was like a Ghost and Goblins spinoff. Did it come out before 1998? And it was in that era, and it was a hard game. And it, you know, I think when you died, you turned into a skeleton. Over the top violence is such a good clue. I know the game that Seth is talking about. Okay, so then that's that's the I, clue that it's yeah. not the game I'm thinking of. Sam might be right. This might be Manhunt. Um, is the company that makes this game still around? Yes. Do they make Grand Theft Auto? Yes. Is it Manhunt? Yes. Oh, nice. We got a victory. Don't Normal add us. Mode. No, the first guy, the first person can add me. Normal mode. That one was from Daniel in Costa Rica. Nice. Manhunt 2003, PS2, Xbox, and PC. You really called that normal mode. Right? It's a weird, weird. I own Skier Die, though. I should have got that. <laughs> I never played Manhunt, but it got pretty good reviews. But it was very controversial at the time. Yeah. It, but I, I never the played. controversy is well earned. It's just like really, and like I don't have okay. a problem with violence in any sort of medium, but like Manhunt's like too much. They made a Manhunt 2 for the Wii. That we fans were craving. Manhunt Two wasn't on Wii. No, are you sure? Just, yeah, is that true? Are you no, thinking we, of? We uh, but but there was a controversy about Mad it, World, where it got yeah. the yeah Mad World. They did get an AO rating on whatever it was on. Yeah, one of the few mainstream AO games that's not like a porn game. Manhunt <laughs> Two Wii Nintendo Wii review. Yeah, I think Manhunt Two wasn't. Did you do the review? <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Manhunt 2 was on Wii. Wow. So that's crazy. apology accepted. All right. I'm sorry, Damon. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thanks for joining us, Seth. Stranding. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you again to uh, Harry S. for sending us our, our skeleton son. Worked so well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually really impressed. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Seth. My name is Damon. This is IGN GameScoop. And we're out. We are going to control you now.
Beats. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.